Can't Knock This is brought to you by Viserys. Univar ES is now Viserys, the pest control distributor making a positive impact on young businesses. Along with the broad product portfolio of top brands, we offer exclusives like the Intucare Mosquito Trap. And with resources like Pro Training, Inventory Manager, and PestWeb, and over 65 locations nationwide, we provide the products and insights to grow your business. Visit go.viserys.com slash knock this to learn more. Hey everybody, this is Sam Taggart, and I am doing my own podcast today. I think it's been almost like two years since I did my own episodes, and I've had a lot of people give feedback. They're like, dude, we just want to hear more of you. I'm always highlighting and interviewing really cool guests, and I have a couple of cool ones in the pipeline, but I figured today I'm going to just do my own thing. So a lot of people don't even know who I am. They're like, oh, I listen to his podcast, but all he does is talk about somebody else. So um, anyway, I've done door-to-door since I was 11 years old. Um, I, I've sold curbs, I sold magazines, I've sold, you know, it was funny when I was in high school, this is a story I never tell. So I, uh, get recruited by this guy that was in a uh, got chocks in California. I went to high school in Fresno and, uh, there's like a department store called got chocks, kind of like Macy's or Kmart. And anyway, so he's like, Hey, we sell sham wows or quick chopper 2000s. It wasn't called the sham wow. It was like a knockoff called the magic cloth. So I always say ShamWow just so people understand. But uh, Master Cut 2, that was like a uh, knockoff of Cutco. And then I sold the Quick Chopper 2000. And that was like my bread and butter. So Quick Chopper 2000s. And and what, what we would do is we would say, you know, on the podium or the, the announcements in the store, or I did it in Kmart's, I did it in Gotchalks, other things. And, and we'd be like, all right, everybody, in 10 minutes, we're going to be doing a free giveaway over on the Fine China section on aisle seven. And I, and I would do this like announcement and I would get everybody to come to the free gift, right? And then I would sling salsa. I'd be like whipping up a mean salsa or I'd do this demo where I'd like soak up some Dr. Pepper and then I'd like fling it at them and they'd be like, oh no. And uh, anyway, so I sold, I've sold all sorts of stuff. And then I, uh, and when I was 18, I graduate high school and two days later, I ship off to Texas to sell alarms um and do the whole summer sales thing um you know my my sister's friends she's four years older they were all recruiting me to do pest control and i had my brother's friend who owned an alarm company and so kind of you know I'm, I'm i'm lds and in our culture especially in the utah world there's a lot of uh i don't know it's just more accepted to do door-to-door and i think a lot of people out there are kind of like door-to-door sales like my mom thinks i'm crazy or you know there's this like stigma or, you know, whatever. And, and, and in my culture, it's kind of like, what are you going to go sell? Of course, you're going to go sell. You're smart, good looking. You have sales experience. You've already been knocking doors. Like, what are you going to sell? Not if you should sell. And that's kind of what I came into. And, uh, you know, most people, they, they start this job because of maybe they're desperate or they have student loans or they have nothing else to do in the summer. Their internship thing fell through. They couldn't get a job or, you know, what, whatever it is. And then they're like, oh, I guess I'll do door-to-door sales. And they kind of approach it from a different mindset. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and I've, I've recruited a lot of reps. So I, so I, I went on a mission um, right after my first summer. Um, and actually, this is another thing that nobody knows about me. So I, I get home from summer one and I, you know, I graduate high school. So I, I, I went out there mid-June. So it was literally, and why I'm doing this podcast is I, June 9th, I think was the day that I was supposed to go out and then I got delayed. So I think I went out like June 12th. And so I thought this was kind of interesting because I like technically my first summer started right now. Um, and I was, I was reminiscing on that. This is 2008. Um, so, you know, over, you know, 12 years ago, I guess, 
from right now. Or no, yeah, 2012 years. Holy cow. Um, anyway, so I go out and I show up my first day. Didn't even know what alarms were. I ended up doing alarms. And uh, I remember I get this training and it was like, hey, you know, here's your training pay. If you finish this training manual and take this test. And I was like, I don't like to read. He's like, okay, I'll just give you the training pay anyway. Come shadow me. And then Saturday, he's like, you're on your own. So it was Friday. I showed up. And an interesting principle, and this is this is a story I never tell. I show up to, um, I show up to the summer, and I I probably landed around four. I was in the airport for literally four, maybe three hours, because it was probably seven when he picks me up. Yeah, so three hours in the airport, and I legitimately thought that I had gotten forgotten, and I'd never met my manager. The guy that recruited me was the owner, and asked. Like, where should I go? He's like, well, you want to go to DC or Dallas? I was like, oh, let's go to Dallas. And so I show up to Dallas and it was so funny. I, 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 I land and I'm like, okay, where, where's my manager? So I call Luke, shout out to Luke Harrison, my first manager, you know, help keep me in this. And uh, anyway, so I show up and no answer, no answer. An hour goes by, no answer. I was like, oh man, I got scammed. Like, this is all a fake thing. Like, what did I, what did I sign up for? And anyway, so I, I, I then finally just was like, you know what? I am going to busk my way back to uh, California. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly back. Like, this is stupid. So I, I pulled out my guitar. I brought my guitar and I started playing music in the airport. And, and I had never been Dallas. Like Fresno's hot. Dallas is hot and humid. It sucked. Sitting outside, playing my guitar. I think I made like 22 bucks. Surprisingly, I used to play in gigs and in uh, high school and was in a band and things like that. That's a fun fact. A lot of people don't know about me. Third nature. What's up? And uh, anyway, I, I, he finally shows up like three hours late. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I was in a sale, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool. Like way to be on time. Now I understand I was in a sale. Could have meant I was with some old lady for the like extra hour and a half I wasn't expecting, but I had to, I couldn't like leave and forfeit my commission. So now I'm like, okay, I, I I get it. If you if you didn't close the deal, then it would be a different thing. But you closed the deal, so congrats. Anyway, so he picks me up. He takes me. He's we're on our way back to the apartments. He's like, okay, I'm gonna let you get your stuff dropped in. It's like seven o'clock. I think this was his excuse. So this is interesting. He's like, I'm gonna get your stuff. We'll get settled in. I'll get you in your apartment. We can, you know, unpack your bags and then we'll pick things up tomorrow. And I think this was his excuse to not sell that day because it's seven o'clock. By the time you go all the way back to your area, I didn't know this. By the time you go all the way back to your area, it might've been like 7.30. So what's the point? Nine o'clock, you're done. I don't wanna go out there for an hour and a half. And I looked at him and I was like, hell no, I don't need to like put my stuff in. I can't I do that tonight. Like, and he's like, what? I was like, let's get out there. Let's go. Like, weren't you out selling? Like, let's get it. Let's hit it. So we didn't even go back to the apartment. It was just like straight to the doors and all my bags are in his back of the car. And we just started knocking. Um, he's like, you don't even have any of your stuff. I was like, I don't care. Let's just go. So that was one thing that you ask yourself, like in that situation, which, which person would have I been? Would have I been the one that's like, yeah, I get a free day of just kind of chilling or, or are you the manager that's like, oh, any excuse to get off the doors? Guys, got to take this new guy, you know what I'm saying? Or are you the guy that's like, no, dude, let's go hit it. And that's like the first tip. The first piece of advice I give is identify what kind of knocker you are. Like, are you looking for any excuse to get out of the doors? Or are you looking for whatever excuse to get on the doors? And that was one of the first lessons I think I learned. And I've always remembered that first, very, very, very first day ever. Um, really in the field 
in alarms. I mean, I'd knocked doors since I was 11. And so I, I wasn't afraid, right? Like I'd already kind of overcome the inner jitties. So if I'm brand new, a lot of people don't, they underestimate, they, they, they forget going back to that very first time where my brother took me out when I was 11, hands me a coupon book, and he's like, go sell this for 20 bucks. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's just, he's like, just go knock on the door and be like, you want to get some coupons? 20 bucks. <laughs> and like, no pitch, nothing, no training. Like that is where I really remember the interjitties or whatever you call those. And uh, I mean, so I'd already had that like phase, right? And I still get them. I still get anxious. Like if you said, go knock right now, Sam, I'd be like, oh. Like, I, and it's funny, interviewing all these top performers, that's still a thing. So don't think that that's going to go away next week or in two months. Like, it's still a thing. And uh, anyway, so I go out and, uh, you know, I watch him throw in two deals. So the manager sold two deals in an hour and a half. Had he not gone out, he would have not had those two extra deals. That could have been the difference of a pay scale. That could have been the difference of, you know, winning a tournament. That could have been, you know, who knows what those two deals meant to him. But the principle was, hey, we still went out. We threw in two deals after like seven. And what was interesting is the next day, Saturday, we just sent us off and we come back and, and, and I call him after, um, you know, lunch, or around lunchtime. And I was like, hey, I need more paperwork. And I had no idea what I was doing. Like I watched him for an hour and a half and into the trainings. I had no support. And uh, I, I ran out of paperwork. And I have one of the most unconventional stories to door to door. And 99% of you guys are like, what? That's not even real. I can't relate to you. And I understand that. But what I want you to relate to in the story is I want you to relate to what is your own mental expectation that you're putting on yourself? And, you know, I, I, I trained a funeral service company yesterday. So funny. Dude comes to DoorDoorCon, loved it. Shout out to Marvin. And they run funeral services door to door. And he asked me the question, he's like, what two advices would you give to a doorknocker? And I was like, I'm going to give you the unconventional advice. And I'm going to give you the same advice listening to this podcast right now. As I said, so often we have put on our own limitations due to the environment that we're surrounded ourselves in. Meaning, I, I, I sold three before lunch. I ran out of paperwork. The manager called, I called the manager. I was like, hey, I need more paperwork. He's like, what'd you do, mess up? I was like, no, I only had three. You gave me three and I sold three. This is pre like freaking apps and shiz where you have unlimited paperwork. Um, and he's like, what the freak? Let me come pick you up for lunch and uh, I'll get you some more paperwork. Gave me some more paperwork. I ended up doing two more that day and I finished the day with five. And a lot of times like people don't think like, okay, well, I had no training. I didn't know what I was. I was confident as heck because I sold curbs. I watched the guy for like an hour and a half. I had no expectation. I had no idea what people should be doing. And this is a very, very important principle I want you to pay attention to. You're going to be in an office. If you're listening to this, you have a team. Maybe you're by yourself, but then you're going to call your buddy and be like, how many did you do? Or you're going to like, let's say I run my own company. It's like, well, the standard new roofing company does 5 million. So as long as I'm doing four to six, I'm in, I'm in a good spot. You're benchmarking yourself with something. I guarantee it whether it's your buddy you started the summer with, whether it's a company next door, whether it's your team's top rep, like whatever that is, you have a benchmark that you are measuring yourself up against. So I show up to the meeting on Monday and everybody's getting numbers and I say my number of five and everybody looks at me as the new 18-year-old punk. Now, shout out to the young hustlers out there. I had thought, well, you know, selling something with a five-year contract and thousands of dollars, like 
you know, if I was 30, I probably would sell better. Or if I had a beard and not a baby face, I'd probably sell more. I didn't like, I, I had no preconceived no, like I had no idea. I was 18. I had way, I, I still have the same baby face. Like I haven't grown up much. And, uh, anyway, so it was interesting because everybody's like, what the freak? No, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I did five. And Luke's like, he did five. And everybody's like, no. And they like, they threw rocks. They were like, no, he didn't. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, do we need to call the customers? Like, what did you do? And they're all putting their numbers. And it was like, one, three, one, zero, 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 one, zero, two, zero. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. New kid on block, doesn't know what the freak he's doing, throws in five. And then the first thing they do is throw rocks instead of go, that's amazing. How, maybe you should train us. Like, I, I've, I would have had nothing to train him on. I would have been like, dude, I said free alarm, pay the monthly service. Like, I, I just said, get it. You know what I mean? But what I learned in this principle, which was so unbelievable, was when guys do crazy good things, the guys that are not doing crazy good things throw rocks to make themselves feel better. Immediately, there was a guy that like three weeks ago that set a pest control record. My last podcast, Parker Langeveld. So if you haven't checked that out, phenomenal podcast. He did 130 counts, 71, 72,000 in revenue for the week in pest control. That is unridiculously good. I got probably 30 DMs of pest control guys going, well, was that mosquitoes? And how many of that was this? And how many serviced? And, and I go, I literally kicked a couple in the nuts. I said, so how many did you do this week? <laughs> including mosquito and including whatever the freak you want to throw into that. How many did you do? And I, well, I did seven or I did 15. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he did 10 times what you did. Congratulations. Whether you have mosquitoes or not, but your first response, I want to check yourself and say, are you throwing rocks because you want to justify how you suck? Think on that. Think on that. Because that is one of the things that holds you back. And so, of course, I ask these guys and I say, well, how many is normal? What's a normal rep do? And they're like, well, if you could do one a day, that would be awesome. Because, yeah, I'm looking at all the effing bagels on the freaking numbers board. And I'm like, yeah, of course you would say that. You're striving to get to one a day. You know, and in any other industry, whatever that number is for you. For a month, five a month. If you could do five a month, you'd make six figures in whatever. Like, whatever the number is. And I'm just like, so you're telling me you want me to do 25 days where I don't sell anything and then do five the other days that I'm supposed to sell something. So I'm like, today my goal is zero. I'm going to go out all day, hustle my ass off and sell zero. That's what I'm telling the world. You know, I look at solar, roofing, some of these high ticket things and I go, people are getting so damn complacent with freaking five, seven a month. I'm like, that's pathetic. You're going to work all day and do nothing? Or just not work? Or what Like what, what are you doing? Well, I got some pipeline, so, so you don't have appointments? So go figure out how to get appointments and then close people. You should be selling one every day, two every day, three every day. I had a buddy, his second day in solar did a freaking four spot. I don't know, similar to mine. I did five in my first day in alarms. My first eight deals in a row, eight, eight for eight in solar. And literally like a week. And everybody's like, what? Where normal month is eight, maybe to them. And I'm like, what the freak? So this is what happened to Parker. He goes out and sells 72,000 or whatever the number was. The following week, 
Somebody breaks this industry world record. Boom. I'm like, Barker, that sucks. Your, your industry record lasted for a total of one week <laughs> that had never even come close to everybody, anybody ever breaking. Second somebody does something and they can create this association, me as better than him, and I can say, well, freak, if he could do it, I could. And I had that mentality. I don't care who you are. Guess what? You don't, if you don't have the mentality, if Sam could do it, if that guy could do it, if that guy could do it, so could I, you won't sell a lot of accounts. You start to label yourself as, well, I'm a low feeder in the office and that guy's just freaking that guy. He is just an alien that nobody understands. And you're like, how about we change the frame of this? What if he isn't an alien? And what if we did understand him? And what if I did the same because he poops and sleeps and eats like I do? What if I tried that on instead of start throwing rocks? And if you're in the summer right now, you have a chance to make a decision. You have an opportunity right now to say, have I been labeling myself as the new guy? Have I been labeled as the dude at the bottom of the freaking numbers board? Have I been the guy that's the middle of the pack and just kind of coasting by with average? Hey, I'm on pace to hit the average first summer. I'm on pace to hit the average rep. I'm on pace to do just above average. That's phenomenal. And now you've labeled yourself of saying, I'm on pace to do just above average. Are you doing that right now? And my question is, you know, what you're technically doing by whatever the average is, is you're now just saying, as long as I'm okay fitting in and doing what is not going to outcast me from the tribe. So we have a reptilian brain, which is seeing any threats. And they say, if I have a threat to get outcasted from my office, meaning I have to do enough for me not to get scolded and booted from the team. And if the team is calling for one a day, as long as I'm doing a round one a day, I'm not going to feel outcasted. I'm not going to feel neglected. I'm not going to feel like I shouldn't be here. And that's what's happening. So my invitation would be pay attention to the Golden Door Award. We have a Golden Door at Door to Door Con every year that's literally should be adjusted now since we started. The first year I'm like, oh, I'm going to whip some numbers out of my butt. What I feel is a good number. So I said 1,000 pests. I said 400 alarms. I said a megawatt in solar, which any solar people listen to this, that's pathetic. Like I had a dude do 100 in, in, in 100 days. I've seen literally a guy in Florida just go through in 30 in 14 days through 40 or 30 solar deals in 14 days. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, if a hundred is the golden door for the year and these are year round people, I'm like, nah. So probably next year, DDCon five, we'll probably end up upping it. But for DDCon four, we're going to let a lot of people get golden doors this year, which will have more than ever. Cause I have people that are going for double golden doors. I have multi-industry golden doors this year. I have guys going for 400 in alarms and, and a megawatt in solar and winning two golden doors in the same year by themselves. I have people out there that are doing some phenomenal, some phenomenal things that is, is very exciting. Um, you know, there, there, there have been people, you know, if, if a thousand pest control accounts is a, is a golden door and a guy does 130 in a week, you're like, okay, so he got it in 10 weeks. Like, what, what about the other 40 weeks? Like, you know what I mean? You're like, well, what, what does he do for the rest of the summer um, or the rest of the year? And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to hit my goal this year. I'm like, well, when are you going home? They're, oh, you know, August 15th. And I'm like, well, what about September and October and November and December? <laughs> like you have other months. So this, this is where I'm changing people's belief is like, okay, it's a year. You have a golden door. Whether you finish like satellite last year, there were three guys 
that won the Golden Door and Satellite. It's 600 accounts. There are some companies that have never seen a satellite person in their entire history of their company ever hit that. That's okay. That's why I'm pushing it. It's a Golden Door. These guys all finished hitting the Golden Door mid-December to end of December. I'm getting texts like end of December, like, dude, I'm having problems with text. Like if I get one sold, but installed on January 1st, does that still count if I hit 600 like that? And I'm like, no, dude, figure out a way. And they did. And it was cool to watch people chase for this award. But now the question is, who's going to be chasing for 2,000 accounts in pest control? Who's going to be chasing for, you know, 300 installs in solar? Who's going to be chasing for 1,000 alarms? You want to know how I did 400 in alarms? Like a lot of people are like, well, what did Sam ever do? Like, why does he have a podcast and an event and, and consults? Like, I'm not here to my own horn. Like, there's so many people that are probably way better than me. I'm never going to be up on stage and be like, I'm the greatest on the planet. No, I'm pretty damn good at what I do. And there's a lot of people that have gotten a massive result from some of the stuff that we teach, some of the principles, some of the systems, some of the trainings we've done. We've inspired a lot, a lot, a lot of people. That's what I'm good at, creating a cool experience. But I was the best in 2014 in alarms at Vivint, which is the best and biggest company in my opinion. So I have won the accolades, I guess you would say, and people have broken that and they've done more in a year, whatever. But that year I finished number one. And a lot of people would always come up to me at Vivint and be like, well, what, what did you do? Like, how did you do it? And, you know, I'm some punk kid with a mullet and I'm out there slaying more than some people have been there for a long time. And so, so anybody that's like, oh, Sam doesn't, it's like, dude, trust me, I know how to knock doors. So I've seen a lot of rocks thrown and I go, let's go. I'm not afraid to get dirty. I actually still knock. I still go out with companies all the freaking time. Imagine what I do. Is I have to put on a different industry, a different shirt, a different market, and blow mines in a, literally a four-hour period and just do that consistently. That's a hard thing. So um, anyway, I, I, I go do, I, to answer the question, everybody asks, like, how do you sell 400? And I'm sure you're going to ask the question right now. So how do you go do 1,000? How do you do 300 or whatever? 600 satellite. Answer the question. I met a guy, Adam Chance. So if you're listening and you know Adam, you need to tag him now. Say, Adam, he's talking about you. Why? Because he's negate, he's been avoiding speaking at Door to Door Con every year. And I want to call him out publicly and be like, dude, you need to speak at DDCon 4 in January. So January 7th through the 9th, those are the dates. Save them. If you're like, oh, I didn't know the dates. And I, I planned a Costa Rica trip where your company's intentionally not wanting you to go to Door to Door Con. So they intentionally plan a leadership retreat the same time Door to Door Con is. You can call him out and be like, wait, wait, wait. These dates were set literally like five months ago. So January 7th through the 9th, Adam, don't plan an F in Jamaica trip or anything like that because I do want Adam to speak. But I hear this guy that did like a thousand accounts in a year, a thousand alarms. He did 200 accounts in a week. I'm like 200 alarms in a week. Pest control is supposed to be easier. How does a guy do 130 and feel really good about himself? And, and then I, and I told Parker, I was like, dude, you know, there's a guy that did 200 alarms in a week. And everybody's like, what? And of course, immediately. I'm gonna throw rocks, that's impossible. You had people selling, you can tell without credit. So blah, 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 whatever you're gonna say. The fact of the matter is he did it. So you can throw rocks or not. Why I finished number one, there was a time where I was gonna go work for him. There was a time where I actually spent a lot of time with him. Great dude, phenomenal. And I, I, I was like, just knowing he existed even though I didn't work for him, every day I'm out there, I'm like, well, I could at least do four or five. He's doing like 15 every day. Like 15 seems so unfathomable, but the company that I worked at, nobody had ever even done 
10. Like there's nobody throwing in 10 in a day. There's nobody throwing in nine in a day. Like it's very unrealistic. For me, I'm like, how do I just pace set consistently at high numbers? And every day I go out and say, well, freaking Adam's probably throwing down and killing me right now. So, and I used it as my benchmark. I used nobody else. I neglected everything else that was around me. My office, guys, I ran a team. We had a dope A team. Shout out to the pack. Anybody that remembers the pack? What's up? Um, but our team was dope. We had the high, like the second highest per rep average for rookies in the entire company that year. Therefore, our training was really good. Um, but still, I mean, none of them came even close to 400. I mean, they're doing 150, 200, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's really good. But still, every day when you're thrown in four and they're thrown in one or two, you're not like, oh, you inspire me. There's nobody in your office that's inspiring you. So I had to look externally for that inspiration. Um, so if I'm in the summer right now, if I'm literally listening to this and I'm driving out to my area or wherever you're at listening or watching this, is I would say, what am I benchmarking against and who am I letting influence my own expectation and am I sabotaging my own expectation? Because the following week after I did five, I ended five my first day, the whole week I did five. It took me the full year to ever do a five spot ever. So it was literally the best day of the year was my first day. Because I listened to the office, I didn't know better. I was 18, I had no idea. So stop listening to the office's benchmark and start listening to the industry's benchmark. Your office might suck. Your office manager might be the worst person on the planet. You might want to kill the roommate that you're with. You might want to quit right now and go home and go work for your dad's effing shoe company. I don't know what you want to do. My two cents would be, you are the one that gets to dictate your own freaking results. Nobody, your office, your your area, oh, we have, we're more expensive. We've got all these competitors in our market that are way cheaper. I should maybe, if you stop with the excuses, take extreme ownership over your own freaking results right now and stop blaming it on every effing thing that's external, you will sell a heck of a lot more. And if you make a commitment to sell every effing day, and I don't care what industry you're in, you say, I go put my shoes on. This comes from Josh Sutherland, who also did a hundred and something in a week alarms. And he goes, he's like, I put my shoes on, I tie them up, put my badge on, and I go sell. I'm not going to like wake up every day and be like, well, I wonder if I'm going to sell. It's habitual at this point. And Adam Shant's advice, one thing that I really liked is he puts his game jersey on. He puts his mantle on, which is his, his badge. He's got his mirror in his car and he hangs his badge on his car. He drives to his area. He's not thinking about work. He's not all... Tripping on like oh, I'm gonna sell today. I'm gonna sell a lot. I got a lot of pressure and eyes on me. He's like, I park my car in front of the house. I go put my badge on, and that's the mode. I'm like, boom. It's a state. It's an anchor. It's like I'm in go mode. And I think a lot of people don't have any ritual. They don't have any habitual performance indicators that helps them determine consistent success. Uh, another piece of advice is consistency. I think a lot of people go out and they have a killer day and they're like, dude, I freaking threw in 10 today or I threw in five or I had a 20 week or whatever. And then you watch them the next week. I had a guy, Ryan, on my team. And literally I watched him throw in 16 in a week and the following week he threw in two. And I looked at him and I go, what the, why'd you do two the next week? He didn't change areas. He's like, dude, I don't know, man. I just wigged out. I'm like, why don't you do 16 every week? And I, I remember the week that I did 20. Here's another tip on how to sell freaking fat numbers because i went from one year 160 to next year 300 so it's like you don't have to like 
nothing really changes on your sales presentation to go from doubling your number. And it, and it can be from one week to the next week. You could just start selling at this level where you have been selling at this level. People think that it has to be this gradual, like every year I'm going to incrementally grow by 10%. I'm like, no, no, no. Every year I doubled. I went from 82 to 167 to 300 to 400. Like I just kept getting like double my result. And a lot of people are like, that's impossible. You can't do that. I'm like, no, you just choose to. It's not a, well, it should be 10% increase and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm doing a little bit more than last year. I'm like, no, 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 no. And how I did that was Mendez, which is an awesome mentor of mine. Um, I call him up and I hit a 20 week. I'd never hit 20 in a week. And I call him up and I was like, hey, I did 20. And he's like, I was like, can I get my, uh, my 20 club shirt? Because in my old company, I was like, you know, you get a shirt that was like 20 club and it was like a big deal and they made it like a party out of it. Um, and, he, and he's like, what do you mean shirt? I was like, I don't know. I just said my last company, I got a shirt. And he's like, no, we don't, we don't do that. But you can go, you've made a lot of money. You can go buy your own shirt. It's like, well, that's stupid. I was like, well, I was expecting a pat on the back, like something. And he's like, you made a lot of money. Go buy your own shirt. And I was like, what? He's like, you should be doing 20 every week, Sam. And I was like, no, that was like exhausting. That was like impossible. I was like, you make a good point. Why don't I do 20 every week? And I was like, why don't I just start doing this? Literally, that was it. It was a pause. It was a, oh, I guess nobody ever gave me permission to do 20 every week. I guess, I guess that's the thing. The next week I did 20. The next week I did 20. The next week I did 22. The next week I did 23. The next week I did 21. And I did literally eight weeks in a row over 20. It just became the new me. I was like, oh, I do 20 something every week. And I think... That simple pause of just saying, oh yeah, I guess why, why? if I could do it one week, why wouldn't I do it the next week? And now that became my new mark. If I did less than 20, it was like, what? What happened, Sam? Like, why didn't you do more than 20? And I just became a new identity. I changed my own waterline. I changed my own benchmark and I started playing at a new level. It doesn't take much to change your current benchmark if you intentionally do so. So many out there have already thought you've predetermined your own benchmark. My, my two cents, here's the hacks, ready? One, go do a day where you sell full out, lights out, and you do 100% ham, no breaks, no nothing, no, like you're packing your granola bars, you're literally have already pre-thought it out, you know your area, you know your list, you know where you're freaking going, and you say, every freaking person, I'm going to give 100% and sell. I'm not going to go look for the lay down, I'm not going to wait for somebody to say yes. If they're literally like, hell no, I'm like a hell yes, we're up and doing this, and I am so determined. Number one. And I want you to see what a new benchmark you can go create for yourself in a day. Then I want you to see what new benchmark you can create for yourself in a week. And then I want you to do that over and over and over again. Meaning, I don't look at the month. I don't look at the year. I don't look at the quarter. I look at the week and the day. Every day I'm going to go perform at my highest level. And every week I'm going to, like, it's a short enough time frame that I can have killer weeks back to back to back to back. Um, and that would be the hack of your own mind on how to switch things to a new lid when josh sutherland and i did a podcast i was like you did 130 alarms in a week like my best week was 29 i'm good that's insane um he i was like so what is it like selling three in a day now when you did 20 every day <laughs> every day i'm all stoked about 20 a week but it goes to show there's always gonna be somebody's gonna one up you right and uh anyway so he goes out and he's like dude to throw in three in a day now almost feels like I didn't work. Where normally, before I did this week, to throw in three in a day, felt like exhaustion. It felt like I had a great day. So what he's done is he's changed the water line. 
He's changed where the level of the lake lays. Um, anyway, so those are those are just some simple hacks that I wanted to share. For those that are sitting in a, in a slump right now, for those that are sitting in a, oh, I'm getting my butt kicked. Um, we have a ton of content. Like another thing would be, listen, I have a hundred, I literally looked yesterday. I was like, oh, we have 159 reviews on Apple, which is, hey, I'd appreciate anybody that wants to leave a review. Super appreciative. Um, we have 168 now. This would be 168th episode, um, which is really cool. And uh, I think that a lot of people don't realize how much is out there. And this morning I was training. I, 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 I've been on this weird kick where I'm training for weird things. Like I did a marathon. Now I'm training to dunk a basketball. And I was like, well, if I want to dunk, if I want a golden door, if I want to go freaking get recognized on the big stage, um, I better train. <laughs> and it's mind blowing to see how many people don't train. We have a guy in our mastermind, Casey Perkins, who did 500 alarms in a year. And he's golden door multiple years. He's freaking phenomenal. And it was so funny how he came to our sales summit to train, to learn. He invested in our mastermind to learn a lot of money. And you're like, you've done this for 16 years. You're a golden door. You've, you're at the top of the game. And then he, he, he was mind boggled because he signed up for our university, right? And he's like, dude, I spent 15 years where I still am training and watching the videos. He's like, these videos that you have are way better than all the videos I've been watching. But he's like, it mind boggles me how a new guy or a f second year guy doing average results isn't in the freaking university every freaking minute. He's like, I still am. I did 500. And I think it's crazy to watch how freaking lazy people get when they're off the doors and they think they're going to get some weird result. Parker's in a mastermind. He did 130 something. And he spent a lot of money and time training for it. Josh Zuniga's in our mastermind. He did 1,500 accounts in pest control last year. Industry record in our mastermind. Training. They're investing in themselves. Casey Perkins, 500 alarms. Like Cooper, 400 and something every year in our mastermind. Mike O'Donnell, double golden door winner in our mastermind. These are guys that have literally blown everybody out of the water and they're in our circle and they are still spending meaningful time and money and energy training. Are you? You know what I mean? Like it blows my mind watching um, how little people think they need to train in order to get ridiculous results. If you want to be ridiculous and good, you got to get some ridiculous training. Like, like I'm not going to go dunk a basketball if I think like, you know, well, you know, I played golf today. Count it as my workout. Like, No, I'm not going to ever dunk a basketball with that mindset. I need to train. I need to follow the regimen. I need to follow a strict schedule. I need to eat right. I need to do this, this, and this in order if I'm ever going to dunk. And I'm committed to that. If you're committed to being good at this profession, because that's what pays you, that's what feeds your family, train. So if you're interested, we've got university on thedexperts.com. Go check it out. I mean, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to say, like, stop being a little, like, punk and sitting and playing Fortnite after work or whatever and be like, why don't we, uh, why don't we spend some time training? Why don't we role play? Why don't we get some feedback? Anyway, so here to help. Um, hopefully this, this episode was, it was a little unique, a little ad lib. Um, but I really want to help those guys that are like kind of getting their ass kicked right now. And, uh, I know what it's like guys. I, I really do. Like I've had reps, I've sent reps home. I've sent reps home and then they came back and then they crushed. I've wanted to go home myself. I've, I've, I've moved all the country. I've had days where I wanted to like literally, I, I remember I, I, there was a day I picked up a yard sign of, of a competitor because I was so pissed because they sign swapped me. 
and I bent the thing over my freaking knee. And then I hucked it to the dude's house. I remember I peed on dude's doorsteps because I was so pissed. Like I literally like walked out of this dude's house. He was such a dick. The next day I knew he wasn't home. So I literally took a pee on his door and uh, hopefully I never found out. But I'm just saying I've done some stupid stuff in my immature days and I admit to it um, simply because uh, you just have days where you just want to shoot somebody. Like, you're just so freaking pissed. Like, I get it. Like, I've been there. I, I, I remember, I was like, you know what? Maybe I just take this rock and start throwing it through people's windows so they know that they're stuck. Like, I, I have had those thoughts. I've had, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, that is what makes a good rep. Is they, like a good rep, it's not that they don't have those days. It's not that they don't have those customers that you just want to shoot. It's what they do about it. So many people just like lay down and just say, oh, I guess it's uh, not going to work out. It's not in the cards for me. Don't be that guy. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, We'd love the reviews, you know, love interesting concepts of like what you want us to be teaching on a future podcast, certain guests that you want me to start interviewing. Um, This podcast is more for you than anything. Like I, I, I started a podcast. I never listened to a podcast. And I still have yet to listen to many podcasts and I still have yet to listen to many of my own podcasts. Um, but I do know a lot of people that this has helped tremendously and, um, and I do it for you guys. So uh, much love. Hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Uh-huh.